welcome back to another episode of Tea Time. I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. I'm the other host, Sandra Esparza. And today we're here just getting back in the swing of things, just getting back into school, getting used to going back in person. Mm-hmm. Even though we were already, it's still weird because the pandemic is so bad. Yeah, for real. But also just it's cold out. <laughs> that sucks. But today we're just going to get into it. Um, we're going to talk about euphoria because it's something that is trending on every single social media platform and mm-hmm. discuss the demographic and age and things like that and the effect it could have on people and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, Euphoria is a show on HBO Max. Um, talks about um, a lot of heavy topics that go on in society, but they're particularly focused on focusing on the high school demographic. So kids ages 15 to 18, 14 to 18. Yeah, like 14 to 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so basically the premise of the show. It's an HBO show, and for most people, if you didn't know, the HBO core demographic is 25 to 34-year-olds. It's usually what it is. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing research, I um, the demographic aimed for euphoria is 12 to 29 years old. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I get that from, like, I mean, it's 14 to 18 is high school, so, like, 12. I, I mean, that's I feel that's really excessive. Mm-hmm. But, like, just, like, thinking about it, it's just the, what they talk about. They talk about drugs. They talk about mental health and, like, the core deepness to it, not just, like, scraping the surface or, like, glorifying it. Mm-hmm. Because these things actually occurred. And not maybe not so strong on, like, our age, but, like, still part of our age, but more like the high schoolers now. Like, mm-hmm. these things occur. Yeah, so I, like, that's what we were talking about is, like, we understand that, like, 12 is, like, kind of when middle school starts, which is when a lot of these, like, first habits or your first introduction to things is through middle school. But since the show is focusing on very heavy topics, like, we don't really think that 12-year-olds should be watching it. Mm -hmm. Personal opinion. I don't know. Up to you guys. Whatever you guys want to think. But we think it's it's a bit mature. It's a bit graphic for kids of that age. Yeah, and, like, the aim of the show is, like, calling out societal norms and, like, Mm -hmm. showing the true effects that it has on teenagers because there's so many things that are so readily available for people. The Internet's so easy. It's in in our hands, on our phones every single day. The Internet Mm -hmm. is, like, right there in our faces all the time. So it's not that hard that people can look up these things or do these things. And the whole, like, it just shows, and it shows, like, the true raw effects of drug use. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't glorify drug, drug use when there's some shows about teenagers that, like, depict drug use is not a big deal. Like, this depicts how it ruins families, how it affects not just the drug user, but everybody around them. And I almost think, I think that it's important to have these heavy topics on shows because these things are occurring. Oh, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. It's just, as we discussed, it needs to be very carefully presented. Like... This show does a good job, in my opinion, of showing the highs and the lows that these different topics can have. The positives of sex, the negatives of sex, the positives of drugs, the negatives of drugs, and so on and so forth. But as long as you're showing that negative aspect to it and what can go wrong, it warns people. Mm -hmm. And it does a good job of just showing people that life isn't perfect. And getting into these heavier um, substances or different kind of topics like that isn't going always isn't always going to be the best thing in your life. Mm-hmm. And it also is a big, like 
it shows like the effects of untreated mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of now more than ever, people with our age and younger struggle with mental health issues. And the older demographic don't understand that. Some are adapting, but there's still a lot of adults that like still don't know what mental health is and think, think it's ridiculous. So like this shows, oh, when you let your mental health go untreated, people fall into drugs, they fall into bad things. And like, those are the true raw effects of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's also to just point out like things are happening and it helps them to understand that like that we aren't alone in having mental health issues. Like the stuff that every person on that show has their own story and has mm-hmm. their own set of mental health issues. Yeah. And I think that's what part of the cool aspects of that show is that you get like these initial views of people, which is similar to how we view people. You see the outside perspective of them. And then as the show goes on, you learn more and more about the characters' dark past, their traumatic experiences, what makes them them, and why they act the way they are. And that's, it translates so well to real life. Because even sitting across from Sandra right now, I don't know what you've been through the past, how old are you? 22. <laughs> the past 21 years of your life, yeah. since I've known you for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same thing with you. It's like, there's just, everybody goes through different experiences. And I, and I in my opinion, I feel like high school can either like make you or break you Mm -hmm. not like make you like into like any type of person but like for me I wasn't big I didn't like high school that much like there was times where I had like very high highs but there was more times where I had really low lows and high school wasn't the best place for me and I can see like how people are treated and how I've been treated or how I've treated people because obviously I'm not the same person I was in high school but like it depicts the show again depicts how these like these things that occur to people Mm -hmm. and just also, like, I also think the whole, like, nudity aspect mm-hmm. is very hard to watch. I'm not even going to lie. There's yeah. a lot of graphic stuff to watch in it. And especially in season two, it gets even heavier, in my opinion, especially with drug use. Like, it's not glorifying the drug use. It's showing drugs, and it's like, wow, like, this is, like, it's almost terrifying to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, as these, they're depicted to be high schoolers doing these types of things. Like, it's terrifying. Yeah, and that's like com- something like it's positive and it's negative because it is so realistic that it's very relatable. It's very eye-opening in a sense, and but it's also so realistic that it is kind of hard to watch. It's graphic. It's it makes you uncomfortable. But that's part of the reason of the show is it's supposed to make you uncomfortable to spark these kind of conversations and make you think, why are these people doing this? And then you have to think, are high schoolers actually like this? If so, why are they doing this? What is the show bringing up that we can help learn more about our kids and help them? I agree. And just, like I said, the whole point of the show is just to show how vastly available these things are for kids at that age. Like, we were discussing before this, like, our high school experiences and how, like, you might have not seen things, but then I reminded you of some things that occurred, and you're like, wait, maybe that did happen, but mm-hmm. just because it, it didn't directly affect, like, happened to you or affect you you don't remember but then you're like talking about it like we were talking about there was a xanax epidemic when i was in high school and kids were abusing xanax and like it was terrifying Mm -hmm. and just showing that it's like such a ready it's an antidepressant that's so readily available for people because a lot of people are on antidepressants and the fact that they're abusing it it's the same thing with euphoria it shows you rue abusing drugs trying to get clean can't get clean because she has untreated mental health issues Mm -hmm. but it's just I, I love how, like, it's very raw. The show is 100% raw. It doesn't leave out any details in a lot. And I sometimes think it's important. I honestly think more adults need to watch it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think it is kind of glorified, not by the producers or the directors of the show itself. I feel like TikTok glorified it a lot. Oh, yeah. It's like, I really appreciate all the trends because it helps. It's so artistic in the sense, like, I know a lot, the Euphoria makeup, for instance, um, something I don't think was realistic about high school was how dressed up, which TikTok has pointed out a lot, is the way these people dress. It's very clear that they're not high schoolers. Yeah. Which... Yeah, there's obviously it's a show. At the end of the day, it's it's fiction, and they're gonna throw some things that make it harder to make it like under make more sense. And these actors are not high school no. age, and you can tell. Definitely, and that's just part of Hollywood, I guess. But yeah. there are, like we said, like I already forgot what I was talking about. But <laughs> like there are TikTok trends. Um, like they show, like they take Euphoria and they make fun of it, or in the other sense which we talked about a little bit before the show, there's this new trend where people say, oh, you think euphoria is unrealistic. And then they tell you a story about something that happened in high school to mm-hmm. them or to their friends. And it is very similar mm-hmm. to um, what's going on in euphoria. Like, I watched a TikTok of a guy. He's like, he goes to school in California, which is where this, this show is set. It's set to take place in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes to school in California. And he was like, you think euphoria is unrealistic? Some guy overdosed in my English class. And I'm like, that's like, like, it's very hard mm-hmm. to hear that kind of thing. But that's, it goes to show you that like euphoria is not completely reaching. Mm-hmm. Like these are normal things that are not necessarily not, normal, but. But unfortunately, it, they're things that we have to deal with. Yes, now. exactly. Like in the, in the times that we're living in, it's, in my opinion, every day is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what could happen. We're living in what, almost year three of a pandemic. Like I literally could not tell you what's going to happen next. Right. So it's just, what you're saying is just true. It's just all over the place. And people just need to understand that like it does happen. And that's why I, going back to what I said about parents, I really think that parents should be watching this, especially the ones that don't understand mental health. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't understand mental health, you watch this show and you're like, okay, well, if you don't, if it's like showing what happens when mental, when your mental health goes untreated. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't understand what mental health is, watching the show, I feel like you'd have a better perspective on it. Right. I also think that people, there's this perspective that people have where they think addiction is a crime, and for a, I would say arguably most people, it's not. It's something that they can't control and they've gotten too far into. And what they need is help. They need mm-hmm. to see a doctor. They need to go to a facility or some kind of, get some kind of treatment to help them get better. Was there, what you know, a lot of the people get drug, addicted to drugs that aren't necessarily illegal. And in that aspect, yes, it's a crime. But, like, we need to start viewing humans as humans mm-hmm. and not as criminals or, you know, we need to be looking out for people empathetically first and then worry about the legality of it later. I also agree. I agree with that. And um, to change it up a little bit, well, another th- good thing that Euphoria does, it talks also about like transgender and mm-hmm. it goes into those deep topics because at that age, there are a lot of kids who are struggling with identity crisis and don't know where they're at. And that's been a thing more often than not. So to show the norm of like that it's okay to be this and do this and in, in, in at that age, I think it's that does a great job too. It also helps kind of understand the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. and because, like I said, like there's bisexual, there's all these different kinds of sexualities in the show, and it's a it shows that the dark side of it and like the positive side of it, and I think it's just really important that they discuss 
that they do discuss that and didn't leave that out because it is another norm that's occurring now with identity mm-hmm. crisis and just not choosing your own gender. I think something that the show does really well is it showcases many different experiences, like you just said. And for a lot of people, we've been, I think Hollywood's gotten so much better with representation over the years. There is still a far way for them to go, Mm -hmm. but I think the show does a great job because there are, like you said, like gender, um, like questioning your, your questioning, excuse me, questioning your gender and questioning your sexuality are things that a lot of people experience. So to see that on a TV screen and be like, I'm not weird for experiencing this Agreed. too. Someone else, even if this to know that isn't that's, real. That other people are experiencing that is just comfort and knowing that it's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, and I definitely, I agree. Like mental health is huge and I've always struggled with mental health issues and especially in college. And honestly, I think Euphoria has very opened my eyes. Um, in my opinion, I feel like it makes me never want to do crazy drugs like that ever in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Because it shows the hard-hitting stuff. Like, I'm not going to say anything, so I don't know if you guys have seen it. don't want to spoil anything. But it shows the hard-hitting issues of drug use and how, what it does to people and the effects it has on families, the effects that it has on friends, relationships. And <clears throat> I think that's really important to know that we're all not alone in our mental health issues. We're not alone in sexuality crisis. We're not alone in any of those things because the show, the point of the show is to depict what's going on mm-hmm. in high school nowadays. Yeah. I also think that the show, well, it doesn't necessarily focus, focus on this aspect of it. It does also show the resources that are out there for to get help. Okay. Like, if you weren't aware of the show, Rue is a drug addict. And this very first episode is when she's coming home from rehab. And I think just saying that she went to rehab already offers, hey, this is somewhere you can go if mm-hmm. you think it's gotten so bad. Agreed. And then she also goes to, um, like, an anonymous group. Yeah, AA meetings. Mm-hmm. Like, that's another great example of being like, it's okay to take those steps mm-hmm. to try and get better. No matter how deep of a hole you're in. like, Because mm-hmm. she does not, she's always in a deep hole when it comes to drugs. So for her to keep... There's times where she's doing that just shows that you can get help. And also, there's always disclaimers. Like, there's a disclaimer before the show, and there's the disclaimer before the show shows that this is vulgar. Like, just so you guys know. And then the end, there's always resources to help when you're struggling with mental health. Mm-hmm. And they pride themselves on that. And also, Zendaya made a post before the show came out, like, warning people, like, this season is even harder to watch than last season. And she got so much backlash after the first season because of how inappropriate it was. But she kept going because these things need to be focused on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I also, side note, I don't think that people should be mad at Zendaya necessarily. If they want to take it up with anyone, they should take it up with HBO and the writers of that show. But she's a writer. Besides the point. Oh, she's actually a writer. I think she's a writer on the Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh she's gosh. a writer on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, fact check live, guys. Excuse oh, me. Oh, I didn't <laughs> fact check that. I could be wrong, but... I think she might be a part of it. I'll take your word for it. I believe you. <laughs> it's just crazy you've, seeing you've Zendaya. Seen the same, you've seen the second season and I haven't. But yeah. I watched the first season, so yes, you need I, I know what I'm talking season. about, mostly. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's just, like I said, mainly the, the points to take away are just mental health is real and mm-hmm. untreated can put you down a bad path and make you struggle. And it's okay. In the show shows, it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to feel any type of way that you want to feel and it also just shows how readily available these things are because as i feel like as the generations have been going on the younger generations just are like 
more doing more than me. Like mm-hmm. I see fifteen year olds <laughs> on TikTok like dressed in like oh, wearing yeah. makeup and looking certain types of way. I'm like, I pull up a picture of me from when I was fifteen and I look you wouldn't even think they're in the same grade. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's such a huge thing is I think and it's not necessarily where am I going with this? It's like the more that because more kids have been introduced to the internet younger and younger and younger kids want to start maturing faster and faster and faster because they have they start idolizing people from an earlier age and they'll be like i want to be like that person so that's how i need to look dress and act Mm -hmm. and they start doing that at first it was 14 now it's 13 now it's 12 now it's 11 now it's 10 and now i'm seeing like nine-year-olds on tiktok in full glam and i'm like yeah, and they that's, have, like, the TikTokers that they look up to, but, like, nowadays the TikTokers are literally 16-year-olds, mm-hmm. and they're the influencers on all of these people, and it's just, I mean, I just think the algorithm and the effects of TikTok are crazy, and that could be oh, absolutely. a topic for another day, which we can probably divulge into. Oh, yeah. But I want to talk about the article that you brought up. Oh, yeah. that Sandra found an article from Vice on... Well, here, do you want to talk a little bit more about yeah, so, it? So, so this website just basically is just, they discuss, it's like different points of view, and they they asked a bunch of teenager teenagers if they feel euphoria is realistic. And, um, so after reading it, there were some things that I really took away from it. So I was reading, like, there's from 16 to, like, 23-year-olds asking their opinions to see, like, as they vary. Um, Devin Carson, who is 16 years old, um, in the article she states that the show isn't an exact representation of teen life, but it definitely checks some boxes that other series don't dare to take on. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is definitely true. And like we said, it's either, in my opinion, shows are, when it comes to depicting high schoolers, are either super cheesy or they're glorifying really bad things. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. And I and I do, so I can, I can see how it's like both sides. And then she also said that the party scenes are done really well and the pressure faced by peers is not as far off as someone from a different generation would think. Mm-hmm. So basically the, what she was saying is just they're not – the party scenes seem to be probably, like, connect to her, and she, like, can feel like she's seen things like that before in her time. Mm-hmm. And she's only 16, so it's like she feels she sees both sides of it, and she can, as a 16-year-old, experiencing it, saying that she can see these things, like, outside of the show, shows that these things are actually happening. Mm-hmm. I specifically really like the last line that she said um, in her interview. It says, The show captures the fact that teen life is no longer just frilly skirts and bubblegum. It is distorted and perplexing and corrupt and is only getting worse. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of the shows I watched about teens growing up were, like, older movies where they're, like, long skirts, skirt, hair in a high ponytail, being the cheerleader and being like, oh, my God, I love the football player, and, like, super simplifying high school oh, yeah. life. Oh, and, yeah. You get to high school and you're like, that's nothing. <laughs> I like, I think of like, you think of the quote like everybody comments when they graduate high school. They write their caption as, "This wasn't anything like high school musical." And I'm like, "Yep, pretty much." Yeah, because <laughs> it's not. No, and I and what she said is a complete, accurate description of what's occurring. Mm-hmm. Like, high school is not Greece, like yep. from the movie Greece nowadays and just the worst thing you did was smoke cigarettes like no like times have changed like I said everything is just so available and it's terrifying how available things are Mm -hmm. and it shows that um there was another person that I looked at her um her name was Hannah Fullman she's 22 um she discussed how euphoria 
is exactly what the TV what TV needs. She feels that it's honest and raw, and it looks at the damaging and dangerous side effects of so-called harmless drugs, which we discussed. So-called harmless drugs would be antidepressants people are just prescribed, but they are abusing them, or just anything like mm-hmm. this. The things that people are doing nowadays to to feel some type of way off of a drug is crazy. Um, she also said Rue's relationship with her family shows that viewers to see that not only teenagers are affected by mental health and drugs and all these things that are happening, but an entire family and people around you is affected too. Mm-hmm. And I felt that was a very good point because it's not just, it shows how her relationship with her sister is affected. Her relationship with her mom is affected with her friends, with her girlfriend, with her boyfriend, like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause it all comes together and has an effect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm looking at Lily Alicia. I think is how you say her name. Lily Alicia. She's 23. What she said in her quote was, she thinks the behavior portrayed in Euphoria speaks to the reality of our our generation craving excitement and that rush of adrenaline. So, like we said, Euphoria does a really good job of portraying the positives and the negatives of this kind of lifestyle. But a lot of the shows that we've seen previous to this have only displayed the positive, Mm -hmm. which is like, I understand when parents and older generations say, oh, they're glorifying drugs, they're glorifying violence, because we have seen that from shows in the mm-hmm. past. But I think this show does do a really good job of, what's that? Oh, my God. Um, there was this line where it's, I, he swears in the line, so I'll, like, cut that out. But it's like, this isn't funny, Rue. You could have died. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's spoken remember- by Fez, who is one of Rue's friends. That he, he swears in that quote, but I cut it out. But essentially, you get the gist of it. Of mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's def- the, the Russian, like the craving excitement rush of adrenaline. Like, I totally get that. And parents could just assume that it's like glorifying the drugs. But like, it shows root off of the drugs and like shows her internal experience, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. But then after shows the after effects and how it really affects her and how bad it is to come down or be in a depressive hole and just like consume yourself so experiencing those negative side effects of addiction exactly so by not just showing her off the drugs and rolling around it shows the effects of what it does to not just her and her physical and mental health but everybody else around her too Mm -hmm. and i think that's very important to to notice in the show because it's not glorifying it's showing you like before during after effects exactly Mm -hmm. So um, later in the quote, she also says, "What we, what we want to, while we want to have excitement and adrenaline, the reality is that most people are afraid to put themselves out there, like, and really live." And there, like that show does off, also does a great job of showing like anxiety that people deal with, mm-hmm. and showing that people, like, because of the peer pressure, they do want to feel accepted, and like specifically that part. They show the need that teens feel to feel accepted and mm-hmm. want to find their their, comu- their mm-hmm. community, their friends. They want to, they want to be accepted. They want like I know we talk like a lot of shows deal with popularity as like a huge thing. They're like oh, they really want to be the Miss Popular, mm-hmm. Mister Popular, yeah. prom homecoming, king, yeah. Yeah, yeah, prom king, yeah. prom queen, Literally. all that kind of stuff. But the show doesn't necessarily focus on that popularity part of it. They just focus on the acceptance part, yeah. which I think is really important because. That's also realistic because a lot of people don't necessarily want to be prom king or prom queen. That's not the biggest deal. To, to no, definitely for me not. My school, Most people just want to be accepted. I don't even think I had prom king and prom queen at my school. Like, it really wasn't that big of a deal. But people remember. want friends. People yeah. want friends. And that's what And to feel show. accepted and not mm-hmm. to feel anxious all the time or feel depressed all the time. And another 
connecting to the mental health anxiety thing that you said, I just remembered there was an episode of Euphoria when Rue is in a super depressive hole. And mm-hmm. she's it sh- depicts her like the room's almost like getting smaller. She feels that she physically can't leave the room because her depression is that bad. Like she has to go to the bathroom and her depression is so bad that she can't even get up off the floor and leave her room to go to the bathroom. And like just that depiction of depression that she did is something that I related to mm-hmm. of like feeling stuck in like a depressive hole. And I think that it also does a good job of like showing that because yeah, they could talk about anxiety and depression, but showing things like her literally stuck is like how people actually feel and they can actually relate in that way because they've been through that too. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's, the show is doing so much more than just saying she's sad. They're saying she's, she's a druggie. Like it's she's not. dealing with so much and you really get to see, like see visually how going through all of the stuff that she's gone through affects her. And then you can picture that and be like, wow, if this person was going through this in real life, I'd want to help them. So you look at it and you take this and you're like, if you like you start recognizing like the the visual symptoms that you can help identify other mm-hmm. people who may be struggling with this. So that if you do come across it in the future and you think a friend or a family member is struggling with addiction or depression or anxiety, you can be like you, can well, see those you wouldn't necessarily use euphoria as a way to diagnose them. You can no. be you, it's just a good way to a good Inf- like to infer things. Yes. A good way to make inferences on the people mm-hmm. around you. And just you can confidently reach out to someone and be, hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. I'm here for you if you ever want to talk. Mm-hmm. Which is so important. Oh, definitely. Because it's not stressed enough. Like I think I've said it before in a pod- podcast. I think everybody should have a therapist. I think therapy should be free and readily available for everyone. I think it's BS that it's not. Um, it's just... Things that are occurring, and as the demographic as the the demographic changes over time, like I I'm, I'm saying, what I mean to say is, I hope the demographic changes over time, and older people start more older people start to watch it, so they can truly understand the effects of mental health and children and things like that. All right, well, that's gonna wrap up today's episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm your host Elizabeth Urban, one of the news editors at the Vedette. I'm your other host, Sandra Sparza, uh, news features reporter here at The Vedette. And we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye.